Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pro with Rising Tide Startups, and my guest today is Stephen Hakami. Stephen, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Thanks for having me. So tell the, our audience a little bit about Stephen Hakami. Yeah, so um, I'm the founder of wizard.co, which is a tool that lets you uh, export leads from LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Um, and, you know, kind of was always in the sales space um, right after high school, started my first sales job um, selling conference tickets and tables and sponsorship. And um, through that, um, always had an interest in software, especially sales software. And uh, I eventually left the company and created a um, software also for sales reps, but um, didn't ultimately work out. And I kind of quickly had to pivot that into uh, an agency, which uh, was specifically in the cold email space. So we worked with a lot of startups and uh, different companies, helping them uh, generate sales and interest specifically through cold email. Um, and then obviously we just had a need to generate tons and tons of leads off uh, LinkedIn and we didn't find a good solution out there. So we internally built out a tool that uh, allowed us to create email lists really quickly. Um, and at that point I realized, you know, there's actually a lot of value there and it's a tool that I think a lot of uh, companies should be using. So uh, the company eventually pivoted over and now we are all on uh, Wizza full time. Well, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you're 22 years old and you sound like you're, you know, you've, you had 30 years of experience in the tech space. I mean, you just ran through that. Well, I did this and I did this. And I did this. I'm thinking you had to do those for like a month at a time. <laughs> you know, or you started when you were like eight. So yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you, you certainly have grown up in the, in with, you know, the, it's certainly a tech baby, but the whole idea right. behind, you know, just the ways that you've iterated so quickly and, and pretty dramatically even, you know, in, in some of the spaces you've been in. But um, I, I want to drill down a little bit on just LinkedIn as a, as a tool and maybe the frustration, if you can unpack that a little bit, the frustration that actually caused you to, to create this, this tool and, you know, were there competitors in that, in that space already? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, LinkedIn's super powerful. The prospects that are on there are amazing. Kind of everyone knows by now the value of LinkedIn. Um, but, you know, they don't make it especially easy to um, kind of scale outreach and sale, scale your lead generation. So it does end up being somewhat of a, a manual process, which is workable, you know, when you're doing smaller numbers. But once we had a ton of clients, we really realized, you know, how much more efficient the process could be. Um, in terms of competitors, there, you know, there are of course other ways uh, of going around generating leads off LinkedIn and, and figuring out emails quickly. We just found we were piecing together so many tools yeah. here and there. Uh, one to figure out the name, one to figure out the email address. And uh, after you get the email address, you don't know if it's valid or not. So we take it over to another tool that would test it for email verification. And we realized what we're ultimately doing as an agency, you know, the, the value isn't huge outside of that lead generation 
component, right? Because other than that, it's just a template and a cold email sending tool to, to get them out there. So I think that is where we recognize, you know, there's a lot of value uh, in that and, and packaging it all together uh, in a nice way that um, if you're, you know, highly proficient in it, you can figure out all the different tools, uh, but it, it just ends up being a pain. Yeah. I mean, I, I have done, you know, short lists. I mean, like I, we mentioned off camera, I, I'm a user of, of LinkedIn Sales Navigator as kind of a lead generation or lead identification tool. But it's, I mean, so I have a list, but I mean, it, it won't export to Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't export to like a CSV spreadsheet. I mean, it's, it's, it's really just, I mean, it's, it's a matter of taking screenshots and trying to figure out how do you get that information like into a spreadsheet. And it is just such tedious, you know, laborious work. Um, I guess you can hire somebody on Fiverr to, you know, go type in, in all those leads for you if you'd like to, but you still have to go through the process. Okay. Let me screenshot this. Let me look at it. Let me, and so it's, it is once again, piecing all these pieces together. And if you've got a tool that literally will just boom, create this for you. I mean, what a, what a great tool. I mean, what's been the response and when was this launched initially? And then what's been the response since then? Yeah. So we actually just launched it in uh, May of 2019 and you know right away i kind of knew there was something different here uh like i mentioned with the software before it felt like you know pushing something uphill and mm -hmm. you know nothing was really working whereas this it just sort of flowed nicely and uh i'd send a few linkedin messages and right away people understood it understood the value kind of um so you know, a, a lot different than what I was used to. I just thought, you know, when you have a company, that's what it is. It's, it's hard, but, uh, and, you know, not to say it's easy, but um, right away, I kind of knew that some product market fit existed. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that, I mean, we were getting testimonials with the with our beta version of the product that, you know, people telling us how much time they saved, how many uh, sales they generated with the leads they found. So um, I instantly knew, you know, within just a few weeks that this is what, you know, I need to fully focus on it. Is this something that, that LinkedIn would like, or is it, is it something that LinkedIn doesn't want to happen or what's the, how is the relationship with, if I'm LinkedIn, am I viewing this as a, as a good thing? Am I viewing this as a, wait a minute, you're, you're kind of taking information out of my right. ecosystem that I want to keep in here type thing. I'm not right. that, that that's good or bad, but it, I mean, is this something that, that is to their benefit because ultimately I would think it, it could be if yeah. people use it more, if you, they use sales navigator more, if they keep their subscriptions so they can, you know, generate more leads, but I don't want to put words right. in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to say. I mean, there's two ways they can look at it. One is that, Hey, this violates, um, you know, our uh, database that we've built. Um, but you know, at the same time we do, just push out a ton of content and uh, education surrounding LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Uh, they have so many customers that they can't be, you know, support each one of them one on one. Um, whereas with us, you know, we've got on demos with, uh, you know, potential customers uh, and, and actual customers of ours and just shown them a few things with LinkedIn Sales Navigator and they're like, whoa, like, you know, we didn't even know we could do this. That's super valuable for us. Right. And so we've 
funny enough, we've, we've, we've gotten people signed up on LinkedIn sales navigator. Uh, you know, I wish we had an affiliate link cause we get people all the time that, Hey, do you need sales navigator to, uh, use your tool? And yeah, you do. Okay. I'm signing up. Right. So, um, there's one side is that we only support LinkedIn's premium users. So, uh, that could be seen as beneficial to them. But yeah, like I mentioned, uh, they might not uh, love it, but it is public information. Um, and we try to be kind of as low touch within LinkedIn as possible. There's tools out there that'll go and send messages for you, um, which LinkedIn doesn't like because it's become sort of uh, sign up for LinkedIn and you're going to get spammed with emails with different offers. Um, right. But you know, we, we would never venture kind of into that space. Yeah, I I love the idea of, you know, the fact that 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 information is available anyway. I mean, I I can take that same information and I can you know manually put that in a worksheet just by right. looking at it on LinkedIn. If I with, even without sales never without a premium account, if I just want to laboriously look people up, you know, right. on and on somehow a workaround. But right. um, I just I love the idea of of kind of the a product that was almost built out of frustration. I mean, you, you said, if I, I don't want to, you know, kind of recreate that, but it, you, you were kind of talking about, well, we built something internally that we needed. And then all of a sudden we thought, wait a minute, this, this might have, you know, a much broader appeal, you know, to, to people that, that are in a similar situation. I mean, right. is that kind of the, the pathway that this took? And you kind of had that aha moment that said, wait, we got something here that, you know, we didn't, we didn't necessarily start out to build. Yeah. And it's funny because sometimes you know, as kind of reading a lot about entrepreneurship and listening to different podcasts, you hear so many success stories coming out of that, that need. And I was sitting there kind of wishing that, hey, I wish I had a, a need for something, but right under my feet, I did actually have something. And it's just, sometimes I think, you know, I, I was so deep on this cold email path that kind of, uh, things felt almost too specific to me to be an actual need uh, for the rest of the market. But, you know, where there's one person, there's usually many others. So, uh, you know, the need did end up being there. And um, I think I've learned my lesson now that even if you're in a small niche, there's, there's others out there that probably have the same problem you're having. I, I love that, that, and you didn't really intend it as a quote, so really, but you said where there's one, there's many, you know, that are there, there virtually could be. So you and I are stepping on elevator. We're going to go up about 10 floors just really quickly. Give me your 30-second elevator pitch of wizard.co. Yeah, so Wizard lets you scrape LinkedIn sales navigator to create email lists instantly that would otherwise take you uh, hours to generate. You can find thousands of leads with verified email addresses and we only charge you for valid emails that we find. And is the pricing, is it like per lead or is it a, a subscription model or what's the, what's the, how's the pricing structure? Yeah. So again, the pricing was based on like what, what we want and what we wanted was something that um, it, it scaled up and down every month, right? Some months we would have clients doing, you know, a ton of outreach and some months it would be less. And, um, you know, at a lot of startups too, they're pushing out a new feature and they, they do a lot of outreach one month and not the next. So it didn't make sense to lock people into specifically monthly deals. So what we have is uh, 15 cents per valid email found. 
Um, valid ones are ones that we've tested and we know that they're going to deliver at 99% certainty. Um, and then we do offer as well monthly contracts if you are a bit more, um, you know, stable month to month and, um, you know, custom plans like that. But it's all based on how many credits you find, uh, which people find refreshing these days because a lot of companies in the space kind of charge for uh, the number of seats and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, the most relevant access for pricing is how many people are you actually going to find with the tool? Exactly. Yeah. And, and the, the, the tool itself determines if it's a valid email, it determines if this is a valid lead and just kind of keeps track of that as it's, exactly. as it's kind of doing these searches. Exactly. So it gives it back to you in a, in a CSV file. Here are your 500 valid ones, uh, 200 are risky, which are ones where we're not certain if they're valid or invalid. And then here you got the 100 where we couldn't find an email for them. And then, so you only lose credits for those valid ones. Right. Right. And so are you buying credits ahead of time or are you just like paying for the, like, like I, I want to run a search, give me a thousand leads and I know that's going to cost me 150 bucks or whatever that, that magic number yeah. is. Or Yeah. So if, if you're just on a pay as you go plan, mm -hmm. it's just, you do the scan of let's say a thousand people uh, and then 600 come back valid and then you're charged 15 cents per the 600 to your card that's on file. Um, but we also offer, uh, for example, our pro plan gives you 300 credits every month for, for 50 bucks a month and uh, some other features as well. So um, that's kind of, some people like to be billed upfront one payment. So that's yeah. kind of, you know, the way we do that. Right. I, mean, I, I just, I love the model, um, just the whole model behind it. And, and so as, as you were launching this and you said you launched it in what, May of 2019. So yeah, you know, not even a year ago. Um, I was reading somewhere that that you have had unbelievable growth in that period of time. That that uh, even even amazed your twenty two year old self with how <laughs> how fast this has grown. So, kind of walk us through that. You don't give us specific numbers, but just kind of walk us through this hockey stick, you know, growth pattern that you've seen in the last like ten months. Yeah. So, um, you know, like any business, it started off slow, but uh, still exciting just to even get revenue with it. So uh, our first month we did 35 bucks and I was ecstatic uh, just from um, seeing that people did have an interest. Um, and from there it kind of just grew each month. I think our second month we did about $2,000 uh, and then 4,000 and then 4,000 became 8,000. So e each month we were about doubling. Um, and then, you know, now we're growing at about 20 to 30% per month. Um, Incredible. So, yeah, it's still fast. I mean, we're, we're early and it's going to reach a point where that doesn't happen anymore. But kind of our, you know, from the start when it was just myself, it was just about reaching out to people, um, getting different groups on LinkedIn, uh, sales communities on Slack. Uh, and just posting it and saying, Hey, this is, uh, you know, the software we built and let me know if you have any feedback, uh, and then launching on product hunt helped. Um, and then as soon as people actually started responding to that, it just creates kind of confidence to, you know, start sending cold emails. So I had some experience with cold email, of course. So, uh, went and, sent more cold email and that generated some buzz. And then 
the big key for me was figuring out um, content and figuring out SEO, mm-hmm. which is something I never really had done before, but I knew people must be searching for this problem. Uh, so I have to figure out a way to get in front of these people. So I spent a few weeks just learning everything I could about SEO um, and put some blog posts. And that's been a big source of um, traffic and leads coming in. Um, so yeah, cold email and, and um, good content has been the main drivers so far. I mean, it's just really interesting to see how, you know, this, yeah, you had it. You had a, a a pain point. You're you know internally that you guys worked on and found a solution to it, and then you just kind of scale this up to this this you know mini unicorn that's just taking off. But um, I I love the the show Shark Tank, and I'm a, a, my my youngest daughter and I we we just sit there and just try to you know we love to pick apart businesses and things like that as we're as they're pitching their their wares. But I I just I hear every now and then, you know, especially Kevin O'Leary talks about, well, this is a licensing play. This is a <laughs> licensing deal. And the more you talk about that, if I'm LinkedIn, I'm thinking, is this a licensing potential, you know, for if I'm, is there any benefit if I'm LinkedIn to inviting you into the LinkedIn family, you know, as a licensee and saying, what about offering this to people that as kind of another level of sales navigator, you know, as kind of an outlet yeah. to sales navigator and thinking of the, you know, million people or 500,000 people or whatever it is that, you know, that use sales navigator. I mean, to offer this service to them, almost build it in kind of like as a, you know, a pro gold level or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, have you, have you had those thoughts at all or is, is it there a benefit to being independent? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I'm a huge, huge Shark Tank fan as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I saw you I mean, smile I, when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say, what stops LinkedIn from crushing you like a bug or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like the cockroach that you yeah, are. I think it's that really says right. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, I mean, the, there's potential. The only thing that um, is a block of that is LinkedIn's optics and they have to worry about um, their user base has to come first, even ahead of their uh, paying sales navigator users, because that's what makes the product so special at the end yeah. of the day. So um, that's good. Could they would they, I think if, if someone at LinkedIn really saw um, the conversations we're having with their users about sales navigator and the content uh we're creating about sales navigator um and yeah just the the number of conversations where people really don't know even you know some of the basic sales navigator features that are uh insanely helpful at finding people in their target market Mm. i think they would say you know there's there is something here for us in educating our, our user base and making those sales navigator users more efficient yeah and I mean, you were, you'd kind of joked about it earlier, but does sales navigator have a, have an affiliate link that you could, you know, you can kind of reverse engineer and say, okay, if I'm, if we're pushing them there anyway, you know, why not, right. you know, derive some benefit for, you know, just making this connection. I mean, there's value in that. And, right. and uh, just like any other affiliate, you know, that, that's why they're designed. They're designed to generate right. more business and, and to, to make that relationship link. But, um, I I just love the the idea of of you know you 
at, at such a young age, just really, you know, taking on this thing um, and, and just seeing how much growth has appeared just in a, in a relatively short period of time. And um, have you, have you had to kind of grow? I mean, you're the CEO. I mean, have you, you're a 22 year old CEO. Have, have you had to grow from, you know, we kind of ran a little email agency over here to now we've got this big thing taken off at 20 to 30% a month. We don't know right. where it's going to end, how big the team's going to grow. Um, you know, are you, are you just like devouring business books on how to lead teams <laughs> and, you know, watching yeah. a lot of YouTube videos or something, a lot of Patrick Lencioni or Seth Godin or something, <laughs> you know, Simon it's Sinek. Funny. Yeah, it's funny because every single one of those people you mentioned, they, the conference company I used to work at hosted an event called The Art of Leadership, um, which is an amazing event. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, yeah, so all those uh, people you mentioned, I got to see live, which could be helpful. But um, yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in business, so kind of paying attention to these people, reading books all the time, listening to podcasts. But um, you know, there's nothing like experiencing it. So when, when the company did start to start to grow and, uh, you know, hiring people that I didn't know, these are all things that kind of matured me a lot. And um, even just the responsibility, right? When you hire someone, um, you're suddenly, you know, that's their, their income source for themselves and their family. So, for sure. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird at first, but you adapt and, figure it out. <laughs> well, I, I'm amazed at, at how much you've taken on and how, how well you seem to handle it. I mean, you know, just even in, in this short conversation we've had, I mean, you, you're, you're pretty impressive. I mean, just at, at a relatively young age to have so much thrown at you and, and, you know, just what you have to deal with even on a daily basis. I mean, there are a lot of fires you're going to have to put out as the, as the CEO of a, of a, you know, a quick rising tech company like this. But I, I, we're, we're kind of, like transitioning a little bit to, you know, one of my favorite parts of the, of the, the chat is really where I just step out of the way. And, and I, I really want to kind of drill down into the space of, you know, which rising tide startups. I mean, we really want to talk about the lessons learned and, and some of the foundational steps that you have to take as a startup founder to, to really be successful. So I'm curious, I mean, just kind of just you know, keep in mind, like we've got listeners out there that are thinking, how can I kind of escape my cubicle, mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow? And, and I'm thinking about ideas or I want to launch something. What are two or three really foundational steps that you think they really need to kind of take on board and maybe lessons you've learned along the way? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is kind of just relentless uh, knowledge uh, and, and learning and investing in yourself. Uh, I bought so many just courses and things like that for the last five years where, you know, I didn't get through a lot of them, but the ones that I did or the books that I did finish reading um, have provided so much value that it doesn't matter that let's say eight out of 10 courses I buy, you know, don't really change much in my life when, you know, those 20% make a huge difference. Um, So I try not to, if it's something that's going to help develop myself or sharpen my skills in something, um, then I try not to look at the price and I just figure out a way to um, get that course or get that book and uh, really learn as much as I can. Um, There's a guy on YouTube I watch who talks about how the best entrepreneurs are all T-shaped. 
which is uh, you kind of have a skill in everything and then you go really deep on something. Like Bill Gates, you know, is, is an engineer and, and an amazing developer, but he, he's had to figure out, let's say, marketing and, and sales. And, you know, you can't ignore any of those things. So um, learning about sales and marketing and, you know, when I first spent those few weeks figuring out SEO, that was huge for me. And, and now we have a head of content and, and he mainly worries about, you know, the content and SEO, but having the, that knowledge from the early days, I'm able to figure out, yeah, you know, I already tried that. It didn't really work or, um, that this, this Avenue works really well, or just to even know what he's talking about. Um, so I think, you know, even without, if I just took out my sales knowledge and, uh, my, my um, SEO knowledge that I picked up, we would have never got that traction from the start that kind of built on itself. So just those two sort of random skills ended up producing a lot of value. Uh, so I'd say just, you know, learning as much as you can and things like podcasts and YouTube videos that are completely free. I have just so much information in it these days. We're, just, we're so lucky that we don't have to go to a library to, to learn new skills. We can just do it from anywhere, even in, quarantine right now so uh i'd say yeah taking advantage of that is is the biggest thing so i you know, we talk a lot about I, I interview a lot of people and and about you know how they started their their thing you know whatever their product or services that they offer in your opinion how important is it to be passionate about the thing i mean is does it matter what the thing is for you or do you you have to care about it i mean could you sell hamburgers just as easily as you could sell you know sales navigator output yeah i mean it's it's tough to say because the the, the question is like am i really passionate about about cold email or linkedin sales navigator like who's actually passionate about that right it's easy to say <laughs> it when it's like basketball yeah, like, exactly. yeah, Kobe Bryant was, was passionate about basketball, of course. Um, but I think it, maybe not passion, but loving what you do is obviously important. And that can be, you know, not every little part of the game or, or you know, the business you might not love. But if you're overall uh, enjoy what you do and sales has always been my interest because from the first time I got on a sales call, I found it amazing that with just hard work and, and time uh, and no real costs, you can start convincing people to buy products from you. And that was very, you know, just interesting and to me always. So um, I think progress uh, excites me and, and uh, building something. So I don't know how important it is to be uh, insanely in love or passionate with such a specific thing like what exactly your business does, but it is important to be interested in or be passionate about building something big, uh, loving, you know, making progress and working with people and all the things that have to be done when you're running a business. I, I love the way you frame that. And, and it's, it's not necessarily the, the thing you have to be in love with, but you have to be in love with building the thing, you know, or, right. or the, the, the space that it's in and, and just the whole idea of building a business and, and doing it well and doing it with efficiency and, and excellence of it. Um, 
So what, what's your long-term vision? Where, where's this going? If, if, you, if you had to play Nostradamus for a second and say, okay, here is exactly in five years, this is where wizard.co is going to be. Where do you think, what do you think it's going to look like? Yeah, I think um, we, we continue to automate the sales process. Right now we're speeding up prospecting. Um, I think there's so much innovation in sales uh, that hasn't been brought out. Whereas you see marketing, there's, uh, I think a lot of people who are interested in tech and technology can jump into marketing and see a lot of things they can improve. So there, there's tons of softwares out there and don't get me wrong. Sales has a lot of software, but I think there's a lot to go, uh, on improving that. So things mm -hmm. like, uh, with prospecting, getting more intelligent. So not just a list of names, but also, uh, here are the technologies that these companies use, uh, scraping different job boards. Like what more intelligence can we get in there to figure out who um, might be interested in, in our products? And um, aside from there, like sending emails, calling, how can this be automated more? Uh, and how can it be really more efficient? So it's less of a numbers game and more of a, you know, these, these hundred people I found are definitely interested in my product timing's right for them and, and um, it's time to reach out. So um, I think there's tons of more innovation left in the sales space. So for us, I think um, what's been important for me to make sure we're nailing what we're doing now, make it perfect. Uh, can we increase our success rate in the number of emails we find? Can we make it a little faster? Just making it perfect. Uh, and then once we're totally happy with that, growing, uh, growing on that, and uh, hopefully as we make our product better and better, then our company grows bigger and bigger as well. Now, you did say earlier that this has to be connected solely to Sales Navigator. You cannot do that even with just a normal premium account in LinkedIn, correct? Right, right. So is That's there, I mean, now. what's the difference? Yeah, are you, that, there we go. That's, that's Wizard 2.0. <laughs> He's already, look, see the gears spinning. <laughs> already got the gears going, so... Well, Steven, is there, as we wrap up Jay, is there anything that I haven't touched on that, that you just want to kind of wrap up real quick with us and uh, then just tell people where the best place to find you online? Yeah. Um, one thing I would say, if anyone's kind of uh, younger and interested in business, um, I think software is an amazing thing for uh, young people that want to be entrepreneurs, especially B2B. Um, I think a lot of young people have uh, a lot of talent in, in these universities and they're creating businesses that are, um, let's say, surrounding partying or university life or um, different apps. But the marketing in consumers is, is good, but it requires some luck sometimes. And I think uh, the B2B space has so much opportunity. So I would implore anyone to sort of think if there's any ideas or products you could come up with that uh, help people in a, in, you know, in, in, in the business world, because um, being younger and having innovative ideas uh, can help you out a lot in that world as well. Um, but yeah, to, to reach me, our company's at www.wiza.co, which is W-I-Z-A.co. Uh, and I'm on Twitter as well at Stephen Hakami, which is S-T-E-P-H-E-N-H-A-K-A-M-I. And how big is your team right now? 
our team is five. And that those are five full-time people? Are they working remotely? Are they all in one location? Yeah, or how's your team distributed? We're completely remote. Which so see, the self, self-quarantine self thing's not a problem at all. <laughs> You're yeah. just going along business normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Business normal. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking your time today. It's been it's been great just connecting with you. And and uh, like I said, I am a sales navigator user. And, and uh, I mean, I just love the idea behind the product. And um, I, I know there are others that listen to this that, that will as well. And just they need to just go to wiza.co.co, not .com.co. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just check out the, the product offering that they have there. And Stephen, thanks again for just sharing your story and sharing your wisdom and just helping all boats rise in a rising tide. I appreciate Thank you joining you. us today. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.